Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you today. Man, we are seven days recording this on a Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday. Uh, life, life is a little crazy right now, but life is great. Seven days from when the 49ers report for training camp. Uh, we're, we're talking July 27th. It, it, it's not far. And now the one thing that I do have to preface you, and I almost didn't want to put this in my notes, but understand this. When the 49ers show up for training camp, it's not like what it used to be, where everybody jumps in and they're practicing that day one. No, 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 no. This is a new CBA. And last year was a little weird because of COVID and all those things, and it was just, it it was a mess. This year, it should be a little bit more back to normal, um, but not quite what it used to be. Uh, there's some very, very limited times on the field for all teams. So just understand we're close. We're close, but we're not there yet. And I do want to say shout out to the countdown crew. I love it. Uh, man, a lot of people turning out. Hashtag CC. Really, really appreciate that. And man, here's what we got today. I think today's going to be fun. You know, I, I was going over. <laughs> let, me, let me just say this. The offseason's fun because I have a whole storyboard type of a thing that I want to cover. But, man, you, you start running out of that stuff whenever you're getting close because there's just no news. There's nothing. So you're creating this stuff, and that's fun, and you're building the community and all that stuff. And so what I wanted to do, and I thought that this would be a great idea, a 49ers hot takes and Q&A back and forth. You know, I put the stuff up on Patreon, put it out there on Twitter, put it on Discord, all those different places, and the replies have been amazing. So I don't know if we can get through um, all of these. I don't think it's going to be possible. But if you have something that you want to add, and I'm a little scared to say this, I'm going to try my hardest to get it back in there. I I don't think there's any way I'm going to get through all these questions, and that's a great thing. Now, I do want to say this. uh, We do have another big event taking place this weekend. Um, We are going to have our next Zoom hangout for our Patreon members, the Jerry Rice tier, this Saturday evening at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. We are going over the top five and bottom five front office people in the history of the 49ers. We did the players. It went up. It started top 20, then 25, then 30, then 31. Um, it just kept going. Probably my favorite episode we've ever done here. It got like the least amount of views. Uh, probably the time I dropped it wasn't the best, but I don't care. If you haven't watched that yet, go back and watch it. It's a great history lesson. But now what we're going to do, we're going to focus on the people calling the shots, head coaches, GMs, 
owners, position coaches, whoever you want to throw in there, um, top five and bottom five, we're going to be hanging out arguing again Saturday. If you haven't joined us for one of those, trust me, it's worth it. Anybody that's come to one has come to others. Um, this Saturday at 630, if you want to give it a shot and it's not your thing, that's cool. No worries. Um, I, I'll give you back all of your money. It's not an issue whatsoever. And especially, you know, for the Patreon members, this is key as we get close to the season. Because what it includes is we go through the film just like I do with uh, my players. At the end of every single game, we go through offense, the coach's view. We go through defense, the coach's view, who missed what, and all that stuff. It's a lot of fun, and we're going to be doing that all year long. All you got to do is join Patreon. That's where that's at. So let's jump in. Do some hot takes, baby. Uh, we got some good stuff. And it started off with somebody else asked on Twitter, like, what's a hot take that, you know, you hold on to? And I put this out there. Ambry Thomas. This is my own personal hot take. The rest are not mine. The first one's mine. The rest are not mine. I said this. I said, Ambry Thomas will be held in the same regard as George Kittle and Fred Warner as draft day steals or draft weekend steals. I love Ambry Thomas. And I also love the fact that he doesn't have to start right away. You know, somebody asked me, man, when do you project Ambry Thomas to start? Week three. Week three. I think that you give the job to Emmanuel Mosley and Jason Verrett, no doubt about that. And I love Emmanuel Mosley. I, and I, I love the contract that he has. And I think that the contract that the 49ers gave him was exactly that. He is a rotational starter. That if somebody is playing elite or, you know, above that has a higher ceiling, then he goes to the bench. He can play all three corner spots well. I think that he is an above average starter, but that's kind of where he sits. So that's where I started all of this. Um, and, you know, again, as these things come in, tag me. I'll try to jump over to, to your questions if you do have something. I love the uh, hashtag, hashtag fear Bosa from 49er Faithful Forever. I like that. Fear Bosa. It's got a nice little ring to it. Uh, Joseph asked this. John, do you think if healthy Jalen Hurd will be the number three wideout? 100%. I would say this. If Jalen Hurd is healthy... I'd say 95% chance he is the starting wide receiver three. 95% chance. That, that's where I have it at. Um, and then Sergio says, who do you want back healthy more, D. Ford or Nick Bosa? They're not even. Those two players shouldn't be in the same sentence. Uh, D. Ford and Nick Bosa. And that's not a knock on D. Ford. I think that he's a great player, and if he can come back healthy, that'd be amazing. D. Ford has never really had the potential to be a defensive player of the year candidate. He's a good player. But we traded for him in our in his prime for a second rounder, right? They, that was in his prime. Nick Bosa went second overall. <coughs> Excuse me. He went second overall, and that was a steal. <laughs> so, like, you can kind of see the difference there and kind of how they all line up. Uh, Tommy, give me your percentage that we make the playoffs. Nah, nothing's guaranteed. You know, we were the Super Bowl, like, front runners in betting-wise last year. Well, then last year happened. Um, we also play in the toughest division of football. Now, the percentages, whatever you want to bet and all that stuff, definitely have us making the playoffs. We have the third best odds to win the Super Bowl. But, man, if I had to guess, and again, people might get mad, I'd say probably 80 to 85%, just because the injuries always play a factor. Things go weird. But the way in which this roster has been constructed, and I've been on this for a minute now, 
the way in which they have drafted, and I know much to the chagrin of a lot of people, you kept Jimmy Garoppolo at all that money. Kyle Shanahan is saying, look, three out of the last four years, we didn't make the playoffs. And a lot of that had to do with injuries. Injuries be damned. They're not going to stop us from making the playoffs again. So that's where we're at. What I want to do before I move on from talking about my boy, Ambry Thomas, I want to show a clip and just how much I love this guy. So freaking good. This is Ambry Thomas, who, again, I think is going to be a stud. All right, here we go outside. Usually Michigan, takes he'll take first cut um, to the outside here. Let's see if they do that here. <coughs> Nobody did. So he just, man, he guards that corner route so dang good. that He's best at this. You know, gets his hands on him. You know, you could say, well, that's going to be flagged. But he doesn't get called too often for him. Very good with his hands. Understands where he's going. Stays in his hip pocket the whole time. And then finally looks back for the ball. Gosh, man. he That corner route. Don't throw it against Ambry Thomas. He's going to make you look silly. He did this repeatedly through the games we went through. And again, those clips that... You know, we'll throw a couple in here. Those clips are on Patreon. If you want to watch all those, they're all up there. Now, here's another question. This is from A.A. Ron. What's up, A.A. Ron? From Patreon. He says, Brandon Ayuk will lead the league in all-purpose yards at the wide receiver position. Basically, rushing and receiving yards combined. That is a spicy take, my friend. Uh, <laughs> now, I wanted to go back just to see what those numbers would look like. Okay, Last year, the leader in all-purpose yards from wide receiver position was Stefan Diggs. He had 1,546 yards. So I was like, all right, Diggs was elite last year. He played in every single game, quarterback, everything was good, whatever else. So I broke it down. How many yards per game that is? Only 96.6, only 96. Averaging that for all 16 games is pretty damn incredible. So then I wanted to see Ayuk. Ayuk missed some time. Ayuk averaged 68.7 yards per game in his 12 games that he played in. So you're going to have to add a considerable chunk. But I'll say this. During that four-game chunk when he was the wide receiver one, he averaged over 90 yards per game. It's not unreasonable. I, I think it's a stretch. But, man, I love going out on a ledge. And Aaron, um, if that is the case, if he does do that, man, I'm buying you a Brandon Ayuk jersey myself and sending it to you so appreciate the bold claim there uh brian carter he's got a lot of stuff man brian's the man if you don't know brian carter on twitter he has his own niners podcast he does a hell of a job go check him out he said this and i don't think this is a hot take i think it's a really good accurate fair take and that's just kind of who this guy is brian he's awesome he said ibakum is going to have a breakout year and get six plus sacks and most of them will be cleanup effort sacks, just like Kerry Hyder's last year. That's the role. That's the role that we have seen that we want him to play. Now, you look at what Sam Abakum, who we brought over from the Rams, and what he's done, he's never gone over four and a half sacks. But in the last two years, he's gone over, he's had four and a half sacks. So he's close. His snap count uh, should be up with us. We're paying him to have a higher snap count. I think that you hit the nail on the head, man. I, I think right at those four and a half sacks, that's where he's going to be. What's up, Tommy? Appreciate the gift, man. He said, the greatest Niner podcast, 49ers Rush, baby. Thank you, Tommy. Uh, Tommy's the man. He is as well-versed in 49ers content as anybody. You know, I do all these guest appearances on different podcasts, and, man, a lot. there's, there's, there's a whole bunch of studs 
in the comment section that are always positive and always show up, and Tommy's one of them. So I, I just want to say thanks, man. Really do appreciate the kind words. So let's jump into some Q&A talk. Um, oh no, before we do, I just see, I just saw, um, <laughs> Mr. Superfly 87, always fun. He says, I've got a hot take. Akello Witherspoon will be a huge help for us in our games against Seattle. Yeah. Akello Witherspoon is the definition of Dr. Jackal, Mr. Hyde. He's the best player on the field or the worst. And unfortunately for the 49ers, we saw a lot of really bad play. Saw some good play, uh, but consistency is the issue there. Whether that's mentally, physically, I know he's injured a lot. You don't want to put that out there. You love that he can play. Uh, my spoon takes have been on record. I consider myself an extremely positive person. Uh, there are a few people that I struggle to be positive with, and Akello is one of those. I hope that he makes as much money as possible for his career and for his family. Uh, I hope nothing but success. But yeah, I'm not I'm not betting uh, <laughs> on him. I don't know. If he does show out in a game, it's probably going to be against us. We'll have to see what happens there. So uh, let's jump to our Q&A talk. And it started off, we got to talk about what's going on uh, with our division opponent, Cam Akers. You know, if you go back to my all NFC West episode where I went through and did quarterback one, you know, full first and second team, I had Cam Akers as the running back one. Um Tears his Achilles, and he's done for the year. Might be done longer. So running back Achilles, that's, I don't want to say unheard of. It's very, very rare that skill positions like that come back from Achilles. But we've seen a lot of other positions do this. Now, he's really, really young. Awesome player. I hate this. Um, never celebrate entries. Let's do a little soapbox talk here. This is important. You want to beat everybody at their best. I don't I don't care. I, I don't want to be aided by injuries. I don't want to be aided by weather, by refs. Like the Rams, right? They made it to the Super Bowl. They got the worst call in the history of mankind to get them there. The Saints are still crying about it. I don't want to be that team. Now, would I rather win than lose? 100%. But not like that. Um... When Cam Akers went down, you know, Twitter is the best and the worst of places. It's just what it is. Don't celebrate injuries. Don't celebrate injuries. Uh, that, that's not what it is. It, it, it's not the time whenever somebody tears their Achilles to go on and say, ha-ha, Rams suck, you guys get what you do. No, no, no. Don't be that person. This sucks. Now, is it appropriate to talk about how this affects football? 100%. Yes. But not at a point of celebrating <laughs> the injury that has taken place. I'm laughing because it's ridiculous, not because it's funny. And so I apologize if anybody mis mistook that. That's not what it is at all. It, it, as a coach, you know, you see these kids get injured and you see what it means and you, you spend time with their families and scholarships and all oh, my future and all. Like, this dude is on a rookie contract. This could cost him. This could cost him huge. Wally from Patreon asked this. He said, what's your take on the Rams-Acres injury? How does it affect the division? I think it does. Um, this is the... The depth chart that is available, they were hoping for a one-two punch with Cam Akers being the main guy and Darrell Henderson Jr. being the number two guy coming in. They don't have much after that. Now, I, I this is their <laughs> Otis Anderson, not that Otis Anderson, Raymond Calais, Jake Funk, who I think is probably going to get the most playing time there, and Xavier Jones, probably third most playing time. They've come out 
and said they're not expecting to make any additions. So this is huge. I mean, you're taking away, again, I said, you know, you, you can go back and listen to the podcast. He was a dark horse candidate for me to possibly be leading the uh, NFL in rushing. I didn't think he was going to do it, but, like, you could find a way for him to do it just because of the offense. So this is huge. It hurts. It hurts him a lot because, again, look at, and I've been saying this the whole damn time, the Rams roster is not built as depth. It's not built middle of the line. It's some top end, super elite guys, and a bunch of Jags filling the roster. That's just what it is. This was a top end guy. They're down one now. Um, so it does affect things for sure. Uh, we'll have to see what happens. They're going to have to lean on some guys that I don't think they were wanting to lean on. We'll have to see what happens there. Then, so that's number one. Great question from Wally. Then, um, <laughs> Vita came up with this. This is from our Discord channel, which, again, if you haven't joined our Discord, we got like 150 people in there. Um, once the season starts, that thing's going to go bananas. Um, you can find in the comment section how to do that. You just click on a link, download the app. It's free. Come join us. Uh, it's pretty cool. And I don't want to talk too much more about that anyway. I've got some stuff I want to try during the season. We'll see how it goes. He says this. Should we trade Reem Mostert to the Rams for either a pick or a third receiver? Not a bad racket, but no. Um, I, I'm usually against interdivision trades that aren't taking place in, in, unless it's the draft. But no, we have a strength. Don't give up that strength for uh, to help your opponent. The, the Napoleonic War Code says never do what your enemy wants you to do. Don't do it. And so for me, hey, they want to go sign Todd Gurley, the ghost of Todd Gurley or Le'Veon Bell or LaShawn McCoy, go ahead. The only thing I don't want them to do, and actually I'll take this back. I was going to say I don't want them to sign Frank Gore. But my love for Frank Gore goes beyond uh, the Rams' hate. I want Frank Gore playing this year. I don't care where that is. Uh, if the Rams pick him up, I hope he does well. Um, I want Frank Gore playing. That's all there is to it. But, no, I would absolutely not trade them, Mostert. You keep them. You've already had one running back injury. We have never made it through a season with Kyle Shanahan as our coach where we didn't have three or four running back injuries. Hold on to that. Keep that straight. That's a huge advantage for a team that runs this much. Shot J, what's up, man? Uh, really appreciate the gift, my friend. I've got a question from Shot J in here. Let's jump down. He always comes up with good stuff on the fly. Um, he says this. Um, besides the expected extra blitzing from D'Amico Ryans uh, and what we've alluded to uh, and what he's been alluded to, how do you think the Niners will generate more turnovers in the secondary this season? Man, turnovers are weird, 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 and very, very difficult to predict and to make happen. Uh, I've been on teams where we tried to put an emphasis on turnovers. So the first 15 minutes of every practice, we just did turnover circuit. Well, guess what? We had no, we didn't make turnovers like hardly at all that year. I've been on other teams. We never practiced turnover circuit. Like you're putting your DBs on how to swipe and how to strip. You're working with the defensive ends on how to club. You're working on the offense, you know, how to control the ball and carry it. So that can't uh, quarterbacks, how to throw into windows and lead your, like you're trying to do all these things. And you can practice it and put all that time in and bear no fruit. And the exact opposite. So, and, you know, I went back and I looked at the turnovers. Listen to these numbers. And they're stupid. And you can kind of see, like, it's, it's a minimal difference. In 2020, for example, 
the 49ers ranked 21st in the NFL. Okay, so 20 teams had more turnovers. We had 20, we forced 20 turnovers. We were ranked 21st. That's what our defense did. Not too bad, not too great, just a little below average. Okay, well, 2019, we go to the Super Bowl. We have a great defense. How many turnovers we force? 27. Seven more turnovers was the difference in being 21st and being sixth in turnovers. Then go the year before that, 2018. This is the three years ago, guys. Seven total turnovers. 32nd in the league, dead last. In the, <laughs> I think it was the lowest in the past two decades before that. So their personnel was mostly the same. Um, and if I can find a common thread in just those three small, you know, and very limited sample size, but whatever, we, we've devoted a lot of time to this sample size, watching all these teams play, it's pressure. Pressure has been the dominating factor that increases those things. Back to the first part of your question, Shaj, um, you know, you, you look at, I think, a lot more quarters coverage. You know, we, we've run the traditional cover three or single high safety where the safety takes the middle of the field and then your corners stay outside deep, right? That's cover three, outside third, middle third, outside third. Well, now they're doing a lot more just traditional quarter covers court coverage early where you have two safeties in the middle of the field. You have your two corners on the outside of the field. And the whole theme of this is keep everything in front of you. No big place. We don't give up big plays. We're going to let them get their small little bits and chunks. Think about the time when we play DeAndre Hopkins and the Arizona Cardinals. We're going to let you throw your little five yards out. That's fine. And if you can do that 10 times down the field, congratulations. But if you have one false start, you have one incomplete pass, we have one sack, now you're off script, and that's where we're going to get you off the field. That's the whole philosophy. If you can execute 14 play drives every single drive, great. You deserve to beat us. And so you you relax and then wait for them to step into a trap. You know, again, false start, drop pass, you know, TFL and the run game, whatever. And as soon as that happens, all right. Now you're in the danger zone. Now we attack. That's kind of the idea. So you relax early, and obviously you mix it up. It's not that simple. But that's kind of the idea. Um, you know, um, and you kind of look at those things, and you try your hardest to can't give up explosive plays. You want to force, and you want to preach turnovers. How do you find that balance? Yeah, that's a million-dollar question. That's what everybody's talking about. That's what everybody's trying to do. Josh from Patreon, he says, all right, here we go. Betting line, Bosa over under 16 and a half sacks. I love Bosa. I even put money in for him to be a defensive player of the year candidate. Um, if he wins, I'm going to make a lot of money. Uh, <laughs> but um, he only had nine and a half sacks his rookie year. Can he hit 16 and a half sacks? Yes. Am I going to bet that? No. The most sacks last year in the entire NFL was TJ Watt. He had 15. Now we're adding an extra game. Bosa's been working out like crazy. He seems to be rehab, rehab from his injury. I like all those things. But I'm still going to sit there and say, mm, I got to take the under on that. And I don't think that he has to get that many sacks. There are players that are just sack artists, and that's all that they do. That's not who Nick Bosa is. Nick Bosa is one of the best run-defending defensive ends in the NFL, period. 
Nick Bosa also happens to be one of the best pass rushing defenses in the NFL, period. That's the thing. He's a complete defensive end already. You say, oh, we only saw him one year. We only saw Well, look what he did in the playoffs in the Super Bowl. You could quite possibly be the best four ga- or three-game stretch in NFL history for a defensive end. What do you have, like 20 pressures like in the Super Bowl? Like the dude's just nuts. Um, so anyway, I'll take that for, you know, I'll just leave it at that. Dave from Patreon says this. What good and affordable free agent edge rushers are out there? Um, saw Everson Griffin's name come up a few, few times. That's correct. There's a lot of big names out there. Now, it, it does seem like the edge players have gone the way of running backs, where as soon as they hit 30, that cliff just whoop, just falls off. Everson Griffin, Griffin he's still available. 34, um, he's got some off-the-field issues. Like, he's not a bad character dude by any stretch. That's all I'm trying to say. But he's got some issues that you have to deal with in your locker room. Justin Houston, he's 32. Tyron Crawford, 32. Trent Murphy, 31. Ezekiel Anso, we know about him, 32. A uh, guy I would bring in who I like, Marcus Hunt, um, the Estonian. He's from SMU. Um, he's like 6'10", but he would be a perfect. He's one of the best run-stuffing DNs. He's 34. Deion Jordan, we've had him 31. Demontre Moore, right? If you remember from a couple years ago before he signed with Seattle, he was our like stud. He led the NFL like in sacks and pressures in the preseason, and then we cut him. Um, he's 29. So there are guys that are out there. And I don't think the 49ers are going to address or bring anybody else in. I don't think that's going to happen. But if an injury or something like that happens, you've got all those guys. Boom, 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 boom. Like there's guys that you can go get on a minimum type deal and they want to compete for whatever. Those are out there. Um, But I doubt we're going to make another move. Maybe one more. But you, you can tell. I mean, that's eight dudes that I just talked about. And so they are there. Now, before we move on, and I see a lot more questions in the chat, remember to tag me at John Chapman if you want me to be a part of that and you want me to address your question. But before we do, here's a quick word from our sponsor. So excited to announce our new sponsor. This is a big one. BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is one of my favorite betting sites. And here's the thing that separates it from everything else. In the offseason... They have so much NFL to bet on. It's an absolute blast. So head over there. Use promo code 49ERSRUSH, all caps, one word, 49ERSRUSH. Again, 49ERSRUSH as your promo code. And what that's going to get you is they're going to match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Now, rollovers apply on the bonus money. If you're not sure how that works, uh, you can check out that out on the site. But you can open an account for as little as $25. Again, please use our promo code. Helps the podcast. But you could bet on NFL futures over uh, win totals for each team. They have the 49ers set at 10 wins currently, by the way. So if you're one of the people that thinks the 49ers are going to get 11 or more wins, go over there and make that bet. <laughs> There's no reason not to. Coach of the year, rookie of the year, MVP, who makes the playoffs and who doesn't, as well as some of the game of the year spread. So, for example, if you want to bet the 49ers versus Tennessee Titans, that's up on there right now with the spread and all those things. There's so much to bet there. So we're going to be doing some betting specials here. By the way, I'm taking the over on 49ers getting 10 or more wins. I, I think they're definitely going to get to 11 wins. Um, so head over there, support the podcast, bet with us, make some money. We did really, really well last year. Again, that's betonline.ag. And make sure 
Use promo code 49ERSRUSH, all capital, one word, to help support the podcast. All right. Um, real quick question from Daddy Miller. I saw he put this in here earlier, and I missed it. I apologize. He asked, do we sign Matthews as a tight end bulked up? He gained like 15 pounds. He's up to 236 now. Went to the tight end U workout with Kittle and everybody else. Uh, worked out with Lance at his private 49ers workout. I love this guy. You know, another little thing, Jordan Matthews, who has been on and off the 49ers roster. He's Jerry Rice's first cousin. Like, ah, I love this guy. Out of Vanderbilt, smart as hell. Yes, I want him um, as that fourth tight end. The 49ers usually go into the season with four tight ends. We only got three now. Um, not trying to throw shade on David H- D- Daniel Helm, but... Yeah, like I'm totally cool with that. You bring him in, and he can kind of play the Jordan Reed type role. Is he Jordan Reed? No, but he's the fourth guy. And, you know, we've never used him in that kind of facility, that 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 role, to facilitate that role. And so, man, I, I, I would love that. Uh, CG, what's up, man? CG Ruthless Sports. If you guys haven't subscribed to his channel, please go do so. Dude's the man. Um, he asked this, how do you feel about the receiver group? I don't like it. Super top heavy and a lot of Jags. And I, I got to stop saying that. I, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Jag stands for J-A-G, just a guy. They're not just a guy. But I don't think River Craycraft is striking the fear into anybody. Uh, I just don't see that. I don't think Mohamed Sanu, at this point in his career, is forcing defenses to change their coverage. Now, Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers have spent a lot of draft capital at this position. But it hasn't panned out. You know, you traded the third and the fourth for Emmanuel Sanders. You had him for one season, then he left. Well, you got back a fifth rounder, which was nice as a compensation pick, uh, and a fifth rounder in the deal itself. Dante Pettis, complete waste. Um, You know, Jalen Hurd, we'll have to see. That was a third round. Hasn't panned out yet. So you've got to get something um, besides the top two guys we got. And this leads us, man, perfectly. Thank you. I, I feel like CJ's looking at my notes. Um, he knows what I'm going to say before I'm going to say it anyway. Um, this question was from Martin on Twitter. And he said, if you were to redraft the 2020 draft, okay? Again, we got Ken Law at 14. Then we got Brandon Ayuk at 25. He said, who would you take in place of Ken Law and Ayuk? First off, I'd probably take the same guys. I feel like we kind of hit it. The defensive line... Draft was trash. And people want to talk about like, oh, Ken Law didn't get sacks. Look at that D-line group. Like, it was Chase Young and no one else. So, like, it's not it's not like we missed on a second or third round gym D-lineman. No, no, no. Ken Law went right where he went. And if the 49ers, if the entire NFL, all 32 teams knew about Javon Ken Law in the exact year he had in 2020, guess where he would be drafted? 14 or 15. <laughs> that's just what it is. Now, uh, let me just say this. Um, l- let's say Martin's twisting my arm here and says, I can't do the same thing. All right, cool. Whatever, man. You got to bully me, Martin. It's what it is. Here's what I would do. I would take Justin Jefferson at 14. Um, that dude was an absolute stud, one of the best historic rookie years for a wide receiver ever. Then I'd probably take Jerry Chid at 25. Um, strong safety slash linebacker. He could play either one of those roles. I love the way that guy plays. That's what I would do. If you're wanting to go like upside, like who are going to be the stars uh, and you can't take the same guys, that's what I would do. 
But, all right, we just got through talking about the wide receiver position. How about this? Why not take Justin Jefferson at 14 and Brett and Ayuk at 25? Tell me, sitting here now, the 49ers are going into this and our three wide receivers are Debo, Ayuk, and Justin Jefferson. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I, somebody come at me now. <laughs> like That would be clean. That would be amazing. And I would absolutely love that. Um, and so, you know, I, I finished this breakdown uh, about a week ago um, over... Brandon Ayuk, and man, watching his game tape, his highlights, and just really not even his highlights. This is one of the plays that kind of shocked me a lot. It's just him going over the middle, just a simple against zone coverage. Um, I'm going to play it for you here. But man, there's so many plays where I'm just like, ooh, ooh, he could be better. And this was one of them. Now, he had 60 receptions on the year right over the middle. But that's not what makes him special. You can see how I love this play because it's like you always see the highlights of these plays getting broken, but you don't see the near highlights. And that's what I liked about this play so much. You know, it's just against kind of a zone coverage, catches the ball, not a big deal coming over the middle. But you look at the angle that the safety had on him, he almost gets away. And so... I mean, it's close. That's a hell of a touchdown-saving tackle. But, man, he just defies pursuit angles. I mean, he hits it and goes. He has that extra boost button gear, and it's easy to see. Ooh. Yeah, it, it, it's fun. And I, I'm seeing people, and, you know, I uh, 
I grew up in Dallas, so everybody always comes out and says, oh, C.D. Lamb. What about C.D. Lamb? I'm telling you right now, he, if knowing everything I know now, Justin Jefferson one, Brennan Ayuk two, CD Lamb three, and I, you know, I think CD and Ayuk are close. But I'm telling you, we haven't seen Ayuk with a quarterback that is even halfway decent. Remember, everybody, if if somebody wants to talk about CD Lamb, that here's what they here's the argument. I'll make it for him, and and here's how it always works. If you can't understand both sides of the argument, you don't understand the argument. They're going to say, well, look at what CD did with his five games with Dak. He was elite. Okay, cool. What did he do when he didn't have Dak? Oh, he had bad quarterback play and his production suffered. Hmm. Who did Brandon Ayuk play with? I'll pause and wait. Let me know when you want to try to sell me that Nick Mullins and CJ Beathard are elite quarterback prospects. And again, you want to go further. Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't think people are calling him an elite quarterback prospect either. I think that he's an above-average quarterback. Again, I have him ranked 14th in the NFL. We haven't seen it yet. And look at the production he put up. It was way better <laughs> than what CJ... And, and I'm not knocking C.D. Lamb because I do think C.D. Lamb can be the best wide receiver in the NFL. Last year's draft was just stupid good. But you look at what they gave you. Okay, you look at what they gave you. I'm telling you, he did it with Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins was throwing the ball to the other team just as much as our team. Like, come on, man. Ah, anyway, get me pumped up. Get me pumped up. Joel, he says hi from Guam. I love it, man. Joel, really, really appreciate that, buddy. Uh, 49ers first takes. Appreciate the gifts. He said, keep bringing the filthy love. <laughs> the filthy love your content. Thank you so much, man. 49ers first takes again. 49ers fans are spoiled. There's so many great content creators. 49ers first takes. Go check them out if you haven't. They are incredible. And I love Brian Carter. Uh, yeah, he said, Ayuk is like a 4.4 Gumby. I love that. That is awesome. Um, this question comes from Jason over on Patreon. He says, with bulking up the interior offensive line and the running back room just getting a... Hey, we've had so many new running backs. Oh, my gosh. Um, do you think Jimmy G will have a great year? I do. I really, really do. Um, he goes on to say this. Again, this is Jason words. I feel an extra motivated and pissed off Jimmy is going to have a career year. Seemed like the interior rush was a lot of his weaknesses. If you look at the Super Bowl, you had Jones up the middle. You're correct. You're not wrong. The games that he struggled, I think it was the Falcons game when Grady Jarrett just took over the game on the inside. It was the Super Bowl game when Chris Jones took over the inside. Well, guess what? What do we do? We go and we add two new starters to the interior offensive line with a lot more size. Where has Jimmy struggled? He doesn't throw the ball deep, and he doesn't respond well with pressure up his face. That's just what it is. You removed one of those things. Obviously, there's still going to be the hindrance throwing the ball deep. And I know, again, people are going to say, oh, but he led the league in completion percentage on deep balls. You're right. But he had about a fourth of the attempts. He just doesn't like to look deep. Uh, much more of an efficiency guy than, you know, a stone-cold killer guy. That's just different. I love Jimmy G. I'm glad that he is on the team still. Is he a little pricey? Hell yes, he is. But we have worked the cap in a way that we're not even hindered. We're still in top 10 cap space. We're still going to be able to roll over money. And so I do believe that, you know, again, look at 2019. 
and look at 2021, just offensively, O-line's 40% better at least. You added two new starters, okay? Running backs, way better. Okay, Mostert's Mostert, that's even. Who do you want? Do you want Tevin Coleman 2019 or do you want Trey Sermon 2021? I think we all understand the answer to that. Then you look past that, look at what we got. I mean, we're going to be getting Jeff Wilson after week seven or eight, plus Elijah Mitchell, plus Wayne Gallman, plus Michael Hasty. There are so many guys there that you don't have to run anybody into the ground. And so that's huge. Running backs are better. Wide receivers, they're better. 2019 versus 2021. Who would you rather have? Debo Samuels and Emmanuel Sanders or Debo Samuels and Brandon Ayuk? I, I, don't, I don't think anybody wants to question that. Now, that's not a knock on anything from Emmanuel Sanders. He was great. He was great. We lose two games minimum without Emmanuel Sanders, especially that Rams game where he caught that third and 15 catch and all that stuff and almost the Super Bowl, right? He was open in the end, still could have saved it. Not knocking Emmanuel Sanders. He, he is a beyond quality wide receiver. I think he's going to put up great numbers with Buffalo. He's not Brandon Ayuk. There's a big difference there. Now, the wide receiver three, that's where I would take 2019. I'd take KB over anybody that we have now. But again... I'm glad KB moved on. Glad he got paid. Love to see people get paid. That makes me excited. Uh, another gift. Just want to say thank you from 49 Lakers. Um, he said, you are the man, bro. Thanks for the content. Dude, I love it. You guys freaking positivity. Oh, I love it, man. Y'all get me pumped up. Uh, <laughs> this is great. Yeah, just coming off the practice field. Took a shower real quick. Came on here. Jump on with you guys. And life is good right now. Uh, it was a tough day. But, man, anytime we can sit down and talk some football, and especially with what's on the horizon, the the, the Valley's done, baby. <laughs> Things are looking up. We've got football in a week. We've got press conferences. We're going to have so much content. Oh, it's going to be good. Oh, it's going to be good. Um, let's see here. Buck from Patreon asked this. I feel the league is underestimating the 49ers defense this year. What say you? 100 100%. You know, we just went through the, the offense. Let's look at the defense. Where is the hole in our defense? Where is the hole? Our defensive line? Worst case, top three in the NFL. Worst case. Nobody would put our defensive line not top three, not top five. Nobody would. We have too many studs that are there. Linebackers? Oh my gosh. <laughs> we just have the best linebacker in football. Okay, cool. Well, we run a 4-2-5 most of the time. So two linebackers, right? Oh, Dre Greenlaw? Cool. Best tackling linebacker in football. That's our number two. All right, let's talk about secondary. We brought everybody back. We have the same starters that were in the Super Bowl, minus Richard Sherman. But you put Jason Ferret. Now you can say, well, he might not be healthy. What if he gets injured again? Well... <laughs> What if anybody gets injured again? Like He played healthy the entire time last year and was elite. If he picks up where he left off, watch out. Now, did you say, well, okay, Jason Ferret got hurt. We drafted two quarters. <laughs> so we have built this team to sustain injuries. Where is the hole? We had a top 10 defense last year, and we were pulling people off the street. Um, literally pulling corners off the street that hadn't played in three years with no practices. And again, I'm about to get mad. 
because one player told everybody, hey, I'm ready to play this week. Put me in. Let me get the practice reps. Goes out the day of the game and says, oh, man, I don't think I can pra- I don't think I can play in the game. Sorry. They put in somebody, and a lot of this is on the coaches. you got to have your backups ready to go. They put in a backup who had never pre- practiced, gets burned, burned, burned again. Then that same player that said he couldn't play comes to the coach and says, hey, coaches, I guess I can play now. What the? Ooh. You want to get me mad? It's in the past. I got to let it go. I got to let it go. That is not a football player. You either play or you don't play. You're hurt or you're injured. They're different. You can play through hurt all the time. Injured, sit your ass on the sidelines and get better. That's okay. You can't get mad at an injured player. You get really mad at a hurt player that wants to take time off, put his team in a bad situation, and then say, you know what? I guess I could have played this whole time. Woo! Why y'all do this to me? Why I don't, I don't know how we got here. <laughs> but uh, y'all got me mad now. Woo. All right, calm down a little bit. I love it. Um, don't want none of me. I'm drinking too much coffee. That's what it is. Um, Philip from Patreon. This guy always puts a smile on my face. One of the best humans I know. Um, he comes out. He says this. Congratulations on your new job. Thank you so much, Philip. Really, really appreciate it. Um, he says it should be fun to coach your son. Um, will we get a scouting report at the end of the season? Yeah, I want to try. A lot of people ask me to like kind of keep everybody updated. For those of you who don't know, uh, just got hired as the head football coach at my son's high school. Uh, their coach quit unexpectedly, and season's kind of like full swing. So um, I was able to jump in. I said, why not? I'm only working two full-time jobs already. Let's do it. Um, so yeah, that's where that is. And I appreciate that Phil. Yeah, I'm going to, I'll keep you guys up to date. We'll see how it goes where we started our first week of practices, um, you know, workouts and stuff together. So that's where it was. What's up, Phil? Appreciate the gift. I see you there, man. Excited to hang out with you this Saturday. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun talking through the coaches stuff. So do your homework. Let me know who, uh, you like and who you don't like. Uh, what's up Delta? Appreciate the kind words. So before, uh, we jump on, I do want to let you guys know my fantasy football peeps. Hey man. You want to wear an autographed Joe Montana jersey? It's free to enter. You just got to beat me. Here are the details. All right, fantasy football peeps. Do we have something for you? Fantrax is putting together a tournament for 49ers Rush Podcast and Eat Sleep Fantasy. We're kind of partnering to put this together. It's completely free. You're going to play in a best ball tournament against me and the staff at Eat Sleep Fantasy. And if you beat any of us, you get a ticket for each one of us that you beat. Now, here's how best ball works. Again, completely free. doesn't cost you a penny. All you're going to do is you will get a salary, $300, to build your 18-team, 18 18-person 18 roster, your quarterbacks, wide receivers, whatever else. Each week, the computer puts your best players in the lineup after the week. So you draft, and you're done for the year. This is easy. No time commitment, no money. This is an awesome way to build a uh, community and to see if you can beat me, which I'm going to be honest with you. I'm pretty good at this stuff, so we'll see what happens. But I'm rooting on you. Um, so head to fantrax.com slash ESF. And here's what you win. If you beat me or any of the staff over there, you get a raffle ticket and listen to this prize list. Autographed Joe Montana Jersey, autographed Willie McGinnis, autographed DJ Moore, autographed Keenan Allen Jersey, autographed Calvin Ridley, Amari Cooper, 
all courtesy of our partners over at Fantrax. This is an absolute blast and a win-win. Cost nothing. All you do is go to Fantrax.com slash ESF or follow the link in this um, video. And that's it. Set up your account for free. Set your lineup and you're done. We'll keep we'll keep pace and see track this throughout the year to be a lot of fun. So go over there. Check it out. Fantrax.com slash ESF. If you have any questions, as always, please don't hesitate to reach out. All right, so here is the next question. Brian Carter shows up again. He says, can you give me some insight into D'Amico Ryan's coaching history slash coaching tree? Well, this is a brief one, buddy. Uh, <laughs> there's not much there, to be honest. This guy is a bright, kind of shiny new star. He's only been with us. Now, again, Kyle Shanahan loyalty program uh, alert. This is what this is. Kyle Shanahan was with the Houston Texans when they drafted him back in 2006. And fell in love with him. And so his very first coaching job, D'Amico Ryans, was a quality control with the 49ers in 2017. Like a defensive quality control. Then, after that year, the Texans offered him a coaching job, a positional coaching job, and we said no. <laughs> Kyle Shedhead's really big on that. You don't take my coaches. He's very, very protective. And so he offered him in order to do that, you have to promote him to the position that is being offered or D'Amico could have left. So that's when one year as a QC quality control. Then we offered him a linebacker coaching position, which he was from 2018, 2019, 2020. Now he's DC in 2021. Never called plays, never called a defense. Never. Well, I take that back. He was again at Al. I, I don't like Alabama very much. The football program. They're amazing but I disliked them greatly. He called the defenses there. He called the defense everywhere in Philly and in the Texans, you know, when he was with them. So he has done it on the field. And I really, really like this dude, man. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. You know, again, whenever you're looking at a player, you ask yourself this question, you know, before the draft, you say, how is this player going to be successful? How is this player going to fail? All right, well, let's do that with D'Amico. Why would a defensive coordinator not be successful? It's because of knowledge and lack of adjustments or lack of energy. You have to have, you cannot be a stick in the mud as a defensive coach. You have to be a wild animal and energy. Like there, it's a different cat to run full speed and hit somebody. It's a different cat where you say, hey, come play football. By the way, you're never going to carry the football. We're never going to throw you the football. Nobody's going to know who you are. You just run after and hit the guys that everybody pays attention to. It's, it's a different understanding. You're not programmed correctly. Um, and so, like, you have to feed into that. Now, knowledge, check. <laughs> He's got that in spades. Um, enthusiasm, energy, leadership, check. He... he Go back, I've said this, I'm going to keep saying this. You watch those clips of Robert Sala on the sidelines going crazy, right behind him, you're going to see D'Amico doing the same damn thing. He's got that. Everybody talks about just how infectious his personality is, whatever else. Now, the other one, in-game adjustments slash scheme. We don't know. We don't know. That's, that's the big question mark. Um, but... The other two he has in spades, we'll have to see how he does. And remember, it took Robert Sala about two and a half years as the defensive coordinator before he could make an adjustment before halftime. He would be getting killed. Think about all those mobile quarterbacks just running for free uh, because he, he was too afraid. Robert Sala never called plays before he joined us either. 
He was too afraid to make an adjustment before halftime. Now, again, halfway through 2019, he changed that. It took a while. 2017, 2018, 2019, halfway through, then he was like, okay, I'm allowed to make adjustments during the game. And he was able to correct some of those things so that teams weren't that. You remember Jared Goff bootlegging left and right all over us and just throwing for so many yards uh, back, I think it was 2018. Oh, it's disgusting. But we fixed that, and now Jared Goff's traded. Uh, I think we, we helped keep him around for a year, which is funny. A couple other questions before I jump off here. This is from Mosquito Killer on Twitter. He says, John, who do you think is going to win the quarterback three job? I have been very adamant about this. I think it's pretty damn close. Nate Sudfeld, Josh Rosen, they're super close. I'm going Josh Rosen. You look at the guaranteed money that Nate Sudfeld got bringing him over Scangrello, brought him over. He was in Philadelphia last year with Nate Sudfield, brought him over. They paid him basically enough guaranteed salary to stash him on the practice squad all year and cover that financially. Um, so I think Josh Rosen will be the quarterback three. And then, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. I, I'm not sure we're going to put three quarterbacks on the active roster like we did last year. Um, I don't think we have to do that because of Trey Lance, but... We'll see because here's here's where it's different. 49ers in a weird place. Whoever wins this quarterback three job, you would like to be your quarterback two long term. So it's not as easy as ah, if somebody claims them, not a big deal. No, 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 no. You're hoping Josh Rosen or Sudfeld will be your quarterback two next year. That, that in the competition for that next year. That's where that is. Now, um, Again, just real quick, got to put this up there. You know, we're, we're doing the road trip, baby. And, and I know a lot of you guys have already bought your tickets. 40 dollars we're getting close, man. Woo! Um, we're going to Chicago, Philly, and Los Angeles. Come party with us. You're going to any of these cities. We've got awesome guests coming out to party with us in each city. We've got a list of podcasters. Come hang out, drinks, giveaways. I'm building up the giveaways still. Um, and again, you get a party with 49ers. I'll say this. You know, there's there's a couple different theories. Meeting people. I have had the pleasure of meeting people that I participate with on here through Patreon, uh, through Twitter, through the podcast, through all those things. It's been incredible. Um, this is a community, man. We spend a lot of time together. Uh, I think episode 400. I'm like two or three episodes away. You listen to me for 400 episodes? Good Lord. Let's hang out, man. Buy me a Heineken. <laughs> I'll buy you a Heineken. I don't drink Heineken, but uh, that's okay. I I'm more a Dos Equis guy, but they don't sell it that much in California. That's okay. I digress. Uh, a couple other questions. Buck from Patreon. He says, do you feel that Debo will get just as many touches, if not more, than Brandon Ayuk? You got to put in uh, the sweeps, short area targets, all that stuff. I do not. Um, and and I'll say this. You know, I projected out. Here is where I am. I have, you know, I went through and I did my entire offensive projection episode where I said, every these are all the carries and I, these are all the receptions. These are all the yards. These are all the touchdowns. You know, I went down to every single yard. And so I'm sticking to that. I had Debo getting 25 carries on the season and 51 receptions. So 76 total um, catches, you know, carries, whatever else. Ayuk, I had 10 carries. So 15 less than Debo, but 77 receptions. So 87 total. 
So, yeah, I have them close. They are close, but 11 more. Um, so that's kind of where we're at there. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll kind of have to see where that is. But I, I think they're going to be close. I think health is going to determine who gets more. But if both players play all 17 games, Ayuk should have more. He's the true number one wide receiver here. And that's, that's just where he is. Brian Carter says, hey, John, um, any updates on L.A. hotels? Uh, yes, I have three. <laughs> this is where we get fun. Um, and I'll, I'll just share it with you guys. LA, the LA isn't until January. So that one's really, really far away. So I have three separate hotels that I have lined up in three different parts of the city. I live in Los Angeles. I live in Pasadena. LA sucks, man, uh, for so many reasons. But it's amazing for so many reasons, too. It's not centralized. Philly, you've got downtown. You've got the stadium downtown. You've got the hotels downtown. Chicago, guess what? You got the party downtown. You got hotels downtown. You got the stadium downtown. It all works out. Los Angeles, you're not one to stay where the stadium is. There's no hotels there. Uh, there is no party there. So I've got three separate areas set up. And I, again, um, working with uh, <laughs> some other very key players. I'm trying to mind my tongue. This is a live show. I don't want to mess anything up. Um, but I'm working with some very key players, and we are working together on that. But again, they're working their way through the season, um, and this is week 18. So LA, it's not till January, right? So I mean, we're looking six months away. So that's coming. I promise you, like it, you're going to be golden. I got you. I got you. But unfortunately, it's not up to me to determine the part of the city where this is going to be taking place. Um, that's just what it is. That's as much as I can say. But uh, I promise you, I will not be leaving you hanging. We're going to get that set up. Guarantee you um, all that stuff. Um, Shot J says this, man, any update on you possibly coming to a game at Levi's? I'm trying really hard. I really want to come to several. Um, taking over the coaching position has definitely put a strain on that with Friday night games and all that kind of stuff. But I really want to, um, and I'm hoping that, that, you know, these outings and stuff go as well as I'm hoping they will go, and we'll be able to swing a couple of those for sure. But, uh, yeah, I want to party with you guys. The goal is, the long-term goal, all 16, 17 games, we do this for every game, and we just create, you know, just a road trip crew, and we just party together, man. And, you know, I save you guys some money with the hotels by getting the group rates and all that stuff. And you can go into all these awesome cities and be with people you know. That's the idea. I'm all about community. This is y'all's podcast. This is y'all's trips. That, that's that's the viewpoint that, I you know, I'm taking with it. But it's, I, I'm not going to lie. It's been a lot more damn work than I thought it was going to be. And not a negative. It's hard to set it up correct. I'm not an event planner. I'm just a guy that smiles and drinks tequila. That's Those are my skills. It's it's what it is. Um, Daddy Miller, he says this. What do you expect from Zach Kerr? I love Zach Kerr. He would be a starter on probably 12 to 13 teams in the NFL. He's not going to be a starter for us. Um, you say he's going to get six sacks. That is impressive. Now, Zach Kerr is kind of M.O. He's, he's a man-eater. And so he's a big dude, and I think what Zach Kerr, what he's going to bring to the table better than most is he's going to keep our linebackers free. You can't move the dude. Now, he's bigger than DJ Jones, but he can't get the penetra penetration. Man, if we get six sacks from Zach Kerr, that's going to be huge. Um, but, yeah, I like that guy. He's making this roster guaranteed. He'll be in the Bravo group. 
Um, I, I think that's where he'll he'll be out there with uh, Kevin Givens. So you'll have Zach Kerr as the nose tackle, and I think you'll have Givens as um, the three technique. And man, I love that group. I really do. Like our second team D line is going to have some studs on it. Uh, there's there's no doubt about that. Um, so I like that. Um, last question, and this one comes from Brian Carter. Again, he's dominating this episode. Uh, appreciate all the participation, but he just comes up with so many damn good questions. Any free agent cornerbacks that we should know about? Um, because, again, cornerback, that was the big question mark going into the draft, right? Everybody's like, ah, oh, we got to draft a corner in the second round. Nope. <laughs> we did it. We did draft two corners. But I don't think that they're going to bring in a free agent. That's not really their style at the cornerback position. You know, I think if somebody got hurt, a starter went down, obviously the rookies are going to get the first shot. But I think Tim Harris, a guy that we have stashed on the practice squad for two and a half years, um, like I think they want him in there. But again, he's still a long shot, but he knows the system. He would do that. But uh, just for funsies, I looked up all the free agent cornerbacks, and there's a lot. Sherman, of course, is there. Jamar Taylor, who I thought the 49ers actually signed. You remember he came in when Kwan Williams went down, had a really bad first game, had a decent second game, and then he was pretty damn good at the nickel spot. Like I think Diamador Lenore would get the the spot at that corner spot, uh, the the slot corner. But man, I, I I cannot believe with how many teams are running very similar systems to the 49ers that Jamar Taylor's not out there. Um, I, I I thought he was on our team. I really, really did. If you go back and listen to my first um, roster projection, I had him on the roster and he wasn't even signed. So, uh, you know, I mess up all the time. But this dude had a lot of success. I, I, I want him on the team now. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I, I want him. But DJ Hayden, Josh Norman, Buster Scrine, Brian Poole, Nikhil Robbie Coleman, Drake Patrick, Artie Burns. There's talented um, corners that fit what we do. But Kyle Shanahan wants to stay in-house. That's why I don't think that these guys are going to get a look. Um, and so that's kind of where we fit with them. Now, you guys have been awesome. Man, we almost hit the, we hit that hour mark, which is incredible. This has been fun. I love it. couple reminders. Uh, you want bonus episodes and stuff like that? That's all over at Patreon. You want all the breakdowns? That's Patreon. Zoom Hangout? That's Patreon. That allows me to keep doing this podcast as much as I can. During the season... Um, we're going to have so many episodes, obviously, after the game reactions and all that stuff. But again, I appreciate you guys. You are the absolute best. And we got that big hangout this Saturday. Come join us. Trust me, you will not regret it. And if you do, man, I'll pay you back. Come hang out with us. We're going to have a good time. You guys are the best. As always, stay strong, faithful. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. 
You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life altering. And if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.